Welcome to Love Unlocks Live Sessions. I'm Heinz Winkler and you are with us today to chat to an amazing guest once again about how God's love has unlocked their lives. And this whole show is brought to you by our church, Love Key Church, where we are passionate to see people encounter God, align with His purposes so they can reign in life and help others to do the same. Uh, so I hope today that this conversation, this interview will be of encouragement, inspiration, bring some hope, bring some joy, maybe even some laughs uh, as we chat to our amazing guest. We know we are living in very difficult times, crazy times, and I don't know where you find yourself today and what you're going through, but I know we're all going through some form of uh, just, you know, having to deal with all this stuff in our lives, the, the pandemic, the lockdown, um, and now these riots and stuff in our nation. So I know it's been rough, and I know many of us have been praying, especially over the last week. And, um, and today, I, I hope that through this conversation, you will find uh, inspiration and hope and encouragement and, uh, and that you can carry that with you in this week. So uh, tell us, please, where you are watching from. Uh, I know we've been getting people from all kinds of amazing places uh, overseas, uh, all over South Africa. Please let us know. We'd like to uh, hear from you and chat to you. And if you have any questions while we are chatting for me or for our guest, uh, please feel free to type that in the comments. And what we would also really appreciate is if you can tag family and friends right now. Uh, just when you go into the comments, just tag them so they can see that this conversation is happening. Let's get as many people as possible onto this conversation. I believe it will be really encouraging to so many of us. Um, so yeah, I can see uh, Keenan is on. Hello, Keenan. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm hoping to see many more people come on board and enjoy this time with us. Uh, you can grab your lunch, you can grab your coffee and, uh, and come and listen. So my guest today uh, is on the cover of Joich right now this month and uh, and he's got an amazing story that he's going to share a bit more about he's coming to us live from Paul the battle uh, and uh, from where he's working and his name is Heinrich Gabler please welcome Heinrich to the show yes hello Heinrich how are you doing hello, bro? Heinz. thank you so much <laughs> massive honor to spend some time with you and all the, the viewers as well uh, thank to you, share man. some some hope of course and inspiration hopefully of course, that'll be great. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I've got people coming in. Someone from Sydney, uh, Ubertina, Wiskop. Uh, we've got someone from Paul, right there, hey. close to you. <laughs> uh, my good friend Tina is on. Hello, Tina. Uh, we've got Faith and Naomi. Wow, thank you, everybody. Please keep engaging. Please tell, keep telling us uh, where you're from and uh, share this with your family and friends. And let's get as many people on this live as we can. And uh, yeah, Heinrich, how are you doing, bro? What's happening in, in, in the poll? What's happening in your life? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you, Heinrich. I can't complain. Um, yeah, work has been keeping me busy. Fortunately, I had a week off. Um, I was in the Kruger National Park for a week, really blessed. Oh, lekker. So <laughs> nice. yeah, I'm fully, fully charged back at work again. So yeah, I'm really privileged um, and taking it day by day during these difficult times. Yeah. Awesome, man. I'm jealous because we had plans last year to go to the Kruger and it was canceled because of lockdown. And this year oh. we were also planning on going and, and then they closed Gauteng and the roads and everything. So some of our friends were able to get past and get through. But uh, once the riot started, we just thought, you know, we'd rather stay home. So we mm -hmm. had to cancel again. <laughs> but oh, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you got to go. That's awesome. That's very Thanks. cool. Um, yeah. 
And um, just give us an idea of how have you been dealing with everything. It seems like you've got a smile on your face. You're handling this very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, through the, it's been a rough year for the nation. It's been a rough year for most people. Um, what's, you know, how have you been dealing? Yeah. How have you been coping? To be honest, I think once I start sharing my story, I think people will then just get a glimpse of, of what I've been through since a okay. very young age. So going through something like this, I just know that God promised that he'll have his hand over us and he'll protect us and he'll guide us through the difficult times. So I just yeah keep faith. Um, it is difficult, but I think my most challenging thing is to keep other people around me positive, to say, you guys, it's a reality out there. We know um, everyone's going through difficult times, um, but know that God will provide and he will keep his hand over us and he'll protect us. So that, yeah, keeps me, yeah, just this, the sanity and yeah, just being positive. I'm a very optimistic person, sometimes to my downfall, <laughs> but I, I will always see the glass half full. Or I just tell myself, you know, at least there's water in, in the glass, you know, no matter if it's yeah. half full or half empty, just drink the water and be thankful. So, yeah, I just know That's that good. I, I keep onto God's promises in times like these, yeah. Brilliant. I'm going to get you to come chat to my children uh, about that glass <laughs> half full thing. <laughs> uh, sometimes the, the, the toughest lesson to teach is the one about gratefulness. Um, I, I actually once I saw the word uh, gratitude and then I realized this is actually, you know, it's, it's not the same spelling exactly. But in that word, you can see great attitude is gratitude. Wow. And I, th- I thought that's kind of cool. I have to, uh, yeah. I have to, I mean, I need to make yeah. a bumper sticker about that maybe. <laughs> it's so ironic <laughs> with, with, with my time in the Kruger National Park, I posted a picture of myself and my girlfriend and the caption was grateful, you know, okay. just every, everything in one word is just being grateful for, for what I could experience. So. Nice. It's a nice change to the hashtag blessed thing that everyone does, <laughs> but you know, we are blessed as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you brought it up. So I'm going to ask, who's the girlfriend? What's her name? And uh, what's the first word that comes to mind about her for you? It's just compassion, I guess, for, for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it, we, we, we're two worlds apart, you know. She's, um, she's a primary school teacher. Wow. Um, she really has a heart for, for children and for the less fortunate. Um, she grows, yeah, she's part of an amazing family. Her father's a farmer and her mom, amazing mother. And amazing family that she's, she, she came from. Um, and here she... Yeah, she meets me with coming from a whole different world and now she just has compassion for me and what I've been through and yeah, just understands me. I think we were five years together, so it took a very long time for, for yeah, to get me on the right path. <laughs> oh, wow. Has she kind of been like a spiritual mentor in yeah. a way for you as well? Yes, and through a lot of okay. ups and downs, I guess. Yeah, so she's really been good to me. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Um, uh, is she also in the in Paul? Are you guys in the same town? Same town, yes. Uh, okay. She's at uh, yeah, in the primary school in Paul. Yeah. Cool. And uh, you guys at a church in Paul? Which one? We are um, in the Seidel Pearl, um, south of Paul. There, with okay. clear, amazing um, youth pastor as well. And yeah, we oh, spend, spend time with him a lot as well. That's great, man. Well, um, the everywhere I look at your story, and when I when I Google and I go on Facebook and all that stuff, I see the the main tagline that was the story when is when you won Mr. South Africa in 2019, and um, everyone kept saying from 
often to Mr. South Africa. Um, but I, I know there's what much more to the story than that, and mm -hmm. I'd love to get into that. Um, but before we get into the deeper stuff, can you quickly just maybe tell us and tell the viewers uh, what made you enter Mr. South Africa and what was the experience like for you? It was, of course, my mentor, uh, Dieter Vught, okay. uh, former Mr. South Africa. Yeah, he <laughs> met me at a high school, at a high school pageant um, and just, you know, you heard my story and said, Heinrich, wow, there's something about you and this story should be shared with South Africa and even the world. And I can assure you that you can use the Mr. South, South Africa platform one day, you know, uh, to share your story and yeah, you've, you've got what it takes. I believe in you. And since then, yeah, it was about 11 years. I, I kept that dream, um, kept working towards it. And I'm so thankful for the Mr. South Africa platform because yeah, right after my crowning, I could uh, start my um, organization, Upcycle SA, that donates sports uh, equipment to less fortunate schools and uh, communities. So it really gave me a platform to, to set up my dream and just share my story. So it was, it was an amazing journey, a lot of support, people, you know, ups and downs, and, and they kept supporting me and they knew that I have what it takes and, you know, just for me to believe in myself as well. That's amazing, man. So did, did you always did, did you always have the six pack, or did you actually have to work on that for the competition? <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm, blessed, I'm blessed with good genes. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and you obviously you're very active, love sport and that kind of stuff. So it was kind of an easy fit, I'm guessing. It was, it was, okay. and I always had a heart for giving. So it was, yeah, it came second to nature for me doing what a Mister South Africa needs to do. And what is that for people that never have seen it or been a part of that? What what is uh, what do they expect from you to enter, and what do you have to have ready um, mm. to to be able to be uh, in the top ten, in the top five, whatever that might be? Yeah, it's just basically being a good ambassador for South Africa, and we try and focus more being a role model instead of being a male model. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so, so it's basically someone that really wants to bring change to the community and just do good. And yeah, just be a very good ambassador for our country. Okay, and and did you did you come up with Upcycle for that, or did that grow out of what you did for the competition? It's it's been um, a vision that God gave to me at the age of sixteen. Oh wow! That, yeah, I'll one day have the privilege of giving back, or the, or the opportunity, you know, to to set up something of giving back to the less fortunate. And awesome. when I was crowned, I just knew it's the right time. Yeah, yeah brilliant! I love it. Uh, and did it, was it all smooth sailing and easy while you were in the competition? Did you, did you ever slip and fall? Was there any embarrassing moments? <laughs> no, I must say, because when, when it comes to sports, you know, I, I'll share actually my, my most embarrassing moment. Sports, uh, it takes okay. Me, yeah, 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 <laughs> it takes, yeah. takes me back to, to, to Durbel, a very good club um, in the Durbanville Battle area. We were playing in the Western Province Rugby Championship and we, we were chasing the, the, the points difference. And I remember myself intercepting the ball on about R22, running straight through and, and dotting the ball down. But then, you know, everything was against play. So they were like, Heinrich, you just take the drop and hopefully you'll get the two points. And I missed in front of the post. Oh, man. <laughs> so, that sucks. So luckily, luckily, about five minutes after that, I had the honor of scoring again. And this time, I, I fixed what I, what I messed up. Okay. Okay. Well, I think <laughs> so to a lot I'm, of people, I think to a lot of people, that's not that embarrassing. Um, but yeah. still, you, I, for you, it was, I, I can totally get yeah. that. <laughs> oh, my word. oh, man, yeah. that's awesome. Do you still play rugby? Are you still active in that? 
Yes, but I do it more on a, on a show show because, um, you know, work and everything else takes a lot of time. But I play for in Mariasburg, a bunch of great friends, and yeah, I just feel at home there. Um, so, yeah, I do play some show show rugby as well now. Okay, awesome. I'm glad to hear all that. That's amazing. So you've had quite a quite a journey, and uh, and wh- where you are right now is is your day job, right? You tell us a little bit more about that before we get into your testimony. Yeah, so I, I was a teacher for about seven years, um, and then after my crowning, I knew that I wouldn't be able to fulfill my duties being Mr. South Africa and the flexible time needed. But I knew God had different plans for me as well. So my adoptive father, um, I'll speak more about the story how Peter Fisher came into my life. And yeah, he's like my dad. And he has a business, uh, Tiptrans, we're in the trucking industry. So I focus mainly on the HR here, but hopefully to, to one day follow in his footsteps as well. Yeah. yeah. HR, okay. So from, yeah. from, te- from teacher to HR. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah teach, working with adults now, yeah, not children yeah. anymore. <laughs> but obviously you, you like and have a talent to work with people, right? It seems like uh, it's a passion uh, of yours as well. Yeah, and I'm so thankful for the, the emotional intelligence involved and how God blessed me with that, just to understand people and to work with them and to have empathy, but also very strict at sometimes because it's higher and fire, you know, it's... <laughs> Wow. It, 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 it takes a lot out of a person because you, you, you build this relationship with every single person. Yeah. And when you get to that point, you know, it's, uh, sometimes it, it takes a lot out of you. But I just pray to God that he will guide me and keep me on the path. And I always say, I think Angus Bachan said, farming God's way. Um, I just say doing business God's way, you understand? Yeah. So, uh, so it's a very fine line um, having, I wouldn't say religion, but, but bringing that into the business world, you know, it's, it's, it's a very fine line, but um, people understand that, so that I always um, do things fairly, if I can say that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, just make sure that justice will always prevail and, you know, keep everyone safe <laughs> and do my best, yeah, you know, to keep the business going forward. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, you know, integrity is very important to you. Yeah. Very, very much, Heinz, yeah. That's good. Um, I don't know if you guys know about um, uh, an organization called, or actually a movement uh, called Unashamedly Ethical. They, yes. Um, yeah. So th- yes, they've, yes, they've yes. got this amazing thing where they promote integrity in the business place. And um, you sign up and you sign a, a declaration that, you know, you will do business this way. That's uh, quite quite amazing. Sounds like something you already are doing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. All right, bro, I'd love to get into your story. Um, tell us, I don't know where you prefer to begin the story, but uh, I, I, ultimately what I want people to hear is the moment that you encountered God, it changed your life. But there's obviously, uh, there's the story before and then there's that moment. Mm. And so just mm. please talk us through it. Um, I might pop in and ask some clarifying questions, but uh, I want you to take it away. Just share it from your heart and I'm sure it's going to bless people. Thanks, Science. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it started, I always try and start at, at a young boy playing in the backyard. And I always say that my dream was one day to become a professional rugby player. So I guess we all start somewhere and you dream of one day, yeah, living out your, your purpose or, or living out your dreams or, and achieving them, of course. But I had a very rough, rough start to life. Um, Mom passed away. Uh, Dad was an alcoholic, abused myself and my brothers as children, um, got Sorry. taken away by the welfare and oh, put, wow. in, put in an orphanage. And then 
Um, yeah, and then you just realize yeah, the whole world is ripped apart, you know, and it just feels like, where is this God that you heard about at Sunday school, a God of love and that he has plans for you and um, that he loves you. But when those things happen to you, it's like, is this really what God wants for you? Um, is this really a God of love that, 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 that created all of this or made this happen or allowed this to happen? So there's a lot of hurts, and especially when it comes to the father figure, you know, it's my biological father, you know, I'm his, I'm his, I'm his blood. Mm. Um, and when he, yeah, abuses you and um, uh, just abandons you, it, it, yeah. it, it, it hurts a lot, and there's a lot of, of a lot of hatred, and it's a word that doesn't belong or, or um, is in my vocabulary is, is, is hate but at that stage you know there was a lot of hatred and I was upset and I was angry mm. and teachers the amazing role that teachers played in my life at a young age I remember in Somerset West as a young kid Mr. Winston Barth he was my rugby coach he introduced me to sports and just the love I received from this random dude that's actually just a teacher and a coach you wow. know I didn't have that in my life so the role that teachers play, it's they, they don't really understand the most the importance of, 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 of their, their calling. I wouldn't yeah. say it's a job or occupation, it's a calling. Yes. Um, and, and, and it can even, go to the negative as well. Uh, teachers can break someone for life or they can build them for life. And that, that's amazing. That's, yeah. that's so true. And then mm. we were in Wellington um, in the orphanage, Andrew Murray, um, myself and my two older brothers. And I was really safe there, um, and I, I felt at ease. I knew that God still had his hand over me because what people don't understand is that before the orphanage, it was really difficult times. You know, mm. I used to wonder where the next meal would come from or my dad would abuse us and then he would just chase us out of the house and then we had to find somewhere to sleep, you know. Um, so it was just very tough. And that's I want to get into that because that's where – you know, the fact that I'm sitting here, someone, meaning a God, had his hand over me through yeah. the difficult times, you know, sure. um, knowing that he, he provided still, even in the most difficult times, your own biological father. If my mom would want to talk or speak out, you know, he would abuse her too. So it was harsh conditions. I'm so thankful for my two older brothers, Carl. His, his second name is Heinz, actually. Um, and then Larry is the, the eldest brother. And now the, the two of them took care of me. But at a young age, I knew that it was a God would say, Heinrich, you're going to be the Joseph. You know, you got to lead these, these two brothers of yours. Sure. Um, and when we went to the orphanage, I told them, guys, it's going to be okay. You know, trust. And I, I heard about this amazing God and Jesus. Um, and he promises that he will look after us. Mm. And it was very difficult for them because I guess for anyone else that, that doesn't know God or doesn't know that there is a Jesus that died for our sins to understand or, and be able to forgive and just to understand what's going through and, and just to know that there is still hope. So they... Sorry, Heinrich, can I, stop, they, can I, I just want to stop you there because you kind of skipped over the part of how you heard about Jesus. What was the... Because okay. I'm seeing this picture of a younger brother speaking to the older brothers uh, and it should be the other way around. So I want you to pause there quickly and just give us a little bit more insight. What was that moment for you where, where even despite your circumstances, you trusted in this Jesus? Why did that happen? And then how did you communicate that to your older brothers? 
it, it, I'm, I'm very thankful for, for my, my father was an unbeliever. Um, and I went to church with my friends and I was still in the, in the play. I think I was Joseph in the play as well. And my Sunday school teacher, you know, spoke about, about Jesus and how he loves you and how he has a plan. And I just thought, okay, I, I do believe there's something greater and, and wow. that God loves me. Um, and then, uh, as the Bible says, I believed as a child. I just said, hey, sure. there must be something great out there. I don't know what wow. it is, but I, I just I just accept the fact that there is a God and, and, and He loves me. Sure. Um, and I'll get, I'll get back to that later. And then we were in the children's home, and I just said, guys, you know, trust, and still we, we allow to dream and chase your dreams. And as long as we have each other, we'll be okay. Um, my mom was still alive at that time, Heinz. I've got to mention that. Um, so on weekends, on out weekends, we would go to our mom and my dad was overseas at that time. And about, we were, we were going to stay for a year and then we'll probably go back to our mom and then hopefully fly overseas to my dad in Germany. Um, and then about eight months into being in the children's home, my uncle and my mom's brother and my sister um, rocked up at the children's home and they said, guys, we've got some bad news for you. You know, your mom passed away. So it was like, wow, that was the first time I actually saw my, my eldest brother, Larry, cry. Mm. And he's never, he's never cried after that, to be honest with you. So I know how much that hurt him. Um, and my middle brother was Carl, or he was the closest to my mom, if I can say that. And his world just shattered right there. Sure. Um, and how that played on to, to, into his adult life as well. So I really mm. feel for the two of them. Um, I have great respect for them still keeping on. Um, and I'd, I'd always pray for them as well. And said, guys, I know God said that he would use me to look after you guys, you know, and to be there for you and to be there for the family, even though mm. the youngest, I knew God said that I know he would be the person. Um, sure. And I, I actually, I'm, I'm going into that because I really feel for someone that, that doesn't know God and that doesn't have that healing. Um, so, it was, it was a lot of hurt that they went through. And I must say, I went through that phases, just knowing, oh, it's God is there and he loves me. But at the age of 69, and this is where the most important thing is, I started questioning life. Um, and I said, but wow, Heinrich, you've got two years left in the, in the orphanage. Um, you stand at eight. Um, but does God really exist, you know? Mm-hmm. You believed all these years and I was really broken. Um, I would say that that brokenness and that hurt manifested in bad behavior and disrespectful and yeah. just thinking, ah, oh, it's okay to go on in life. But I'll, I'll just be a dropout and, and that will, yeah, it will be okay. I'll become a statistic as they say, because what are the chances of someone being abused since the age of five when you can remember, you know, um, mm. having deep down depression, crying yourself to sleep, um, the devil telling you you're not good enough and you'll never make it. You're trying to believe there is a God, but then reality kicks you in your face and you're in a children's room, in the orphanage. You're going to get the trick. What then? You've got to leave the orphanage and hopefully you go and work somewhere and earn a minimum salary and maybe then survive. Sure. And I was really, I was really broken eyes. And there was a girl at high school that shared a testimony. Not a mm-hmm. testimony, like she, was, she had the opportunity to bring a, a gospel message in assembly. Okay. And she took a piece of paper and she basically fumbled it in front, of, in front of the whole assembly. And she said, but that's how most of your lives are feeling at the moment. That's how you yeah. feel, you're broken, you're hurt. 
And she took out a new page, like clean. And she mm. said, but if you give your heart to God, you know, you can start over. You can start a new life. And I, and I sat there at the back and there was a few tears running down my, 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 my cheek. And I, I just, just checking if anyone saw me. And then because I'm this rugby player and this athlete, you know, cowboys don't cry. Yeah, um, sure. And I went to the orphanage. I just threw my bag down on the ground and I started crying, weeping. Mm. I said, I said, God, I'm empty. I'm broken. You know, I don't, I know I don't have a mom. I know I don't mm. have a dad, but something else is missing inside of me. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. And I, I challenged God that afternoon. I said, but God, if you really do exist, here I am now, you know, it's just me in my orphanage room, no one else, no altar call, no worship band playing. It's just me. And I, that, that afternoon, um, it's a feeling that I, I really can't describe, feeling of worthiness. I just felt embraced by God's love. Um, I had this vision of me sitting on his lap and him just holding me, you know. I couldn't look into his eyes because it was way too powerful. Mm. And, and he just wrapped me with his arms. And I just felt love that I've never in my life felt before. Sure. And... Wow. I was, I was clean and God showed me my heart. It was like oil paint, but black, just destroyed. And he just came with this white paint and just cleaned me and said, you are born again and you knew and I love you. <laughs> wow. And he, and he gave me a verse because I, I didn't really read the Bible, but I'm thankful that I, I did have a Bible and said, but go, go to Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I'm like, God, where in the Bible is this? <laughs> and, and, and I found it. And, and this too, you know, Henry, the plans that I have for you is far mm. greater than you can ever imagine. You know, it's plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans mm. to give you a bright future. And he gave me another verse in Hebrews 13, verse 5, where he said that you'll never leave me nor forsake me, you know. Mm. And I just held onto that promise as I And since that day, my, my whole life changed. It was never, you know, Mahans came in Ruasa, you know. It, it was difficult times after that as well, but yeah. something changed inside of me. That yeah. worthiness of me just feeling, wow. Mm. And now I know what it feels to be able to love others, to be able to love myself. I asked God, and he said, if God told me, Heinrich, but I want you to give you my eyes. So take my eyes and look at your dad through my eyes. Sure. And there I just saw this broken man that never ever met Jesus, that was hurt before, and he couldn't deal with his issues in life. Yeah. And it manifested in him being a broken dad, mm. um, which I couldn't help for. But right there, I, I could forgive him, you know? Yeah. I, could, I, could, I could say, God, I, I don't know where he is at this moment. Mm. I don't know if I'll ever meet him again, but wow. I forgive him. I forgive mm. him and I love him. I just wish, I, even though I hated him before, Moments before that, I said, God, I just wish I could just meet him right now and just give him a hug and say, Dad, yeah. I forgive you and I love you. And I just, my biggest wish is for you to meet the Jesus that I just met. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm getting very emotional now, but just, I would never able to be able to forgive him for what he has done to me without the love of Jesus. And that's yes. why when I shared this, this, this message on my Facebook, I just said that, you know, there will never be forgiveness without love and there will mm. never be love without forgiveness. Mm. Um, yeah, so that moment in the afternoon, me alone in my orphanage, God touched me, my whole world changed. And this is a part where I want to touch on. Um, 
I, I, I suffered from depression since the age of I can remember. I'd say it's six, seven years old. I used to cry myself to sleep. I remember a very difficult time where they came to repossess or everything we had in the house wow. during that difficult time. Yeah. And and the devil the devil made me believe that is my fault. Can you believe it? Yeah. The devil told me, Henry, the fact that they're carrying these things is your fault. You can't mm. provide for your family. Yeah. And I used to cry myself to sleep thinking back at that moment how I dropped my family at the age of seven. It's insane, but the devil yeah. made me believe that. Wow. And right there, God touched me. And deep down depression for about, what's that, 10 years mm. was healed immediately. And that's the wow. crazy thing, you know. And that, I'm just sharing my personal testimony, you know. No mm. medication needed, mm. nothing needed. He just healed me completely sure. with a touch with a touch from God. It was seconds. Thank um, you, Jesus. It, it's... And, and, and that I just wish for every single person going through what I went through. And there's people that, that went through worse. But I just want to say that there's nothing like a touch from God that, that can't heal anything, you know. Amen. Um, so I'm really wow. blessed to be able to experience that and to say, guys, if you, if, you, if you just hear my story and just imagine how I felt, how could it be that? I could just become this new person again and just forgive my dad and just live out my dreams and yeah. love other people and the sparkle sure. in my eyes. Yeah, so that was me at the age of 16. My life turned around. Um, I'm very thankful. That's powerful. I, I am blown away by, by your story. And uh, I, I had to also um, fight Knopani uh, Kiel now. Um, I'm sure some of our listeners uh, also have mm. to fight some tears back sitting at the workplace maybe. But it is, you know, on the one hand, your heart breaks for, for what you went through and, and it, nothing about it is, is right and okay. But like you said, there are reasons why. You know, and we, what I'm hearing from your story is, is so many people has a version of that story. And, you know, we... We go through the difficult things and then we question God because we only see from our perspective. And the amazing thing that God comes and does is He comes and shows you when you give your life to Him, when you have that encounter that changes you and you start to align with His way of thinking. You know, He says in Isaiah 55, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And what He did was He gave you a glimpse into how he sees you how he sees your father, and that's what changed your life, and um, and that's so powerful. And I, and I want people to to see that in the story, and that whatever your story is, you must know that the supernatural power of God can give you the ability to forgive and to be healed and to move forward into His original plan for you, because the enemy tries to steal from all of us through things like this. But God has an original plan for each and every one of us. And it's beautiful to see and to hear that, you know, you, you were able to do that. And I, and I, I want to honor those teachers that had a role in your life, that girl that spoke at school. God worked through all those people to bring you to that point. And it's, such, it's so, so amazing to know that and, and to know that God doesn't work uh, always just with us directly. He often uses people. Mm -hmm. And 
But we always have a choice, right? I mean, you have a choice whether you're going to embrace that or not and, and listen and, and respond. Mm. Um, and so after that whole encounter that completely changed your life, how did that impact your relationship with your brothers? Yeah, basically, I'm really always thankful for that teacher or that aunt that always prayed for me, you know, mm. so I could just, I could just always pray for them and just ask God to protect them and, and, and to heal them. Um, and, and, and they knew that, wow, there's something about Heinrich, you know, um, the way he's living his life and the way he just cares for others and loves others. And yeah, when I speak about, I, I was always there for them. Um, until today, our bond is extremely strong. Um, sometimes, you know, our, other halves can't understand <laughs> the strong bond that, that we have with each other and how we always want to be with each other. Um, so, yeah, um, I wouldn't say that. I, I still believe that they know there's a God out there. Yeah. And I still believe that God will somehow still touch him radically and, and, and change their lives. Um, but they, they are doing well. Um, I'm very proud of both of them. Um, very successful businessmen as well. Um, but, yeah, I just for me, it's just to love them unconditionally. Um, and, and just to be an example for them. Um, yeah, Heinz, I want to share after that how, how my life changed as well. I, I must say okay. my acad- academically my marks jumped about by 10%. Um, wow. I was chosen for, for leadership um, positions. Um, I was playing provincial sport at that time. So like wow. 180 degrees my life changed around. Um, and... Yeah. I would say, as we all, we all are sinners, you know, I went through bad patches as well, ups and downs, but God came running back to me each and every time, you know, he would just never leave me nor wow. forsake me because I, I don't want to use the excuse saying, you know, God knows my heart and he knows how much I love him. And even though I disappoint God sometimes, and he is still a God of love and he forgives and he says, but, you know, he knows what, what my intentions are. He knows what I want to do. He knows the, the, the change I want to bring, and, and especially for myself, Hans, is, is because I always promise myself that my left hand will never see what my right hand does. Mm. Um, but then also, good people don't go to heaven, you know, believers do. Um, and I have to remind myself <laughs> about it every single time, you know, my good yeah. works won't, won't get me to heaven. The yeah. fact that I believe in God and I, and, I, and, I, and I confess that He is a God of love, and I, and I want to touch on this as well, is that I've been through difficult times and I've made big mistakes. And I must say that a lot of my past reflected in relationships and how it didn't work out and Mm. how I couldn't accept being loved so much and how I just said that I'm not worthy of of, of being loved so much and cared for, um, is that the God always comes back to us, you know. Um, he would never, never leave us. No matter what we've been through, He still loves us for who we are. And He knows what our intentions are. Um, and I always say that the fact that God touched me and healed me through the difficult times, I can never, ever turn around and say that God doesn't exist. Do you understand? It's just that there's no way yeah. I can turn away from Him mm. Even, even, you know what I'm trying to say is that I, I've sinned and, 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 and sin tears us apart from God and pushes yeah. us away. Yeah. But never in my life will I ever say that, no, there's no God that exists. 
You know, I know exactly what happened that day when he touched me. I know exactly how it feels to be rock bottom and God being the only one being able to lift me up and saying, you know what, I promised you in Hebrews 13 verse 5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Here I am when you're rock bottom. Um, so I would always say rock bottom was the best thing that could happen to me, knowing that I believed in Jesus. You know, I don't hope, I don't wish that upon anyone hitting yeah. rock bottom. But that's when you realize, wow, you know, the worst of the worst happened to me. And mm. yet God says, but I love you for who you are. Um, so I can never, ever turn away from that. Um, and yeah, I just, I just try and, and um, just tell people, you know, I'm, I'm a, uh, I would say just a, a man like any other guy out there socializing, loving people around me, doing what I do, but knowing that God is number one. Um, and I don't want anyone to turn away from that. Yeah. That's amazing. The, there are two things that I'd like you to address. So in, in our ministry and in my life, I feel there's a strong mandate to, to see fatherlessness eradicated in our generation in and we have different forms of fatherlessness in this world. I mean, you experienced the worst kinds, you know, the, the abusive kind and the one where he, he left and he was out of your life. And um, mm -hmm. some people never grow up with a dad. Some have the abusive one. Some have the neglectful one, uh, the clueless ones that just don't know what to do with children. Uh, there's all kinds of forms of it. And in our nation, the physical stat is over 60% of kids in our nation don't have a dad in the home. And, uh, and, and then you have the 38 odd percent. And then in that, those statistics, there are a very low amount of dads who, are, who love God, who love their wives well, who love their kids well, and that are changing a nation for Jesus. And so our passion is to see that happen. And, and that's what so, is so powerful for me about your story, because your story is really a story of, you know, moving from fatherlessness to the father we have in heaven, meeting mm -hmm. him and, and, and him fathering you. Yes, through people uh, that he put in your life and, and to see the, the radical change. So I want you to... I'm putting you on the spot now, but yeah. I'd like you to do, I'd like you to do two things. Uh, <laughs> I'd like you to speak to, to fathers, and and just say to them, what does it feel like, you know, when you are not fathering well, and to know that that you're a step away from, you know, the one step away from being a good dad is to give your life to Christ, and secondly. If you can, from there, then speak to young men in our nation. Because um, I'm guessing you're like early in your 20s, right? Um, uh, and there's many men that, that may have gone through similar things. What would your message to them be? So, sorry, oh, I see you sorry, having a moment sorry. there. You, no. can, you can have your moment, bro. Sorry, I am. Um, no, I just. It's, it's, this is powerful just, stuff. This is life-changing stuff. I just, yeah, when you were speaking, I just felt for my dad yet again. Sure. I just wish that he had met Jesus yeah. at a younger stage in his life. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't imagine him going through not knowing where his three sons are because sure. he never met Jesus, you know. Mm. I, don't know I don't know what 
what his father was like. But Jesus gave me the the power to break that generational curse, if Amen. I can say that, Heinz. Amen. And that I, I know that if I have the privilege of one day having my own kids or just being a father to the fatherless, it's just loving them unconditionally. Um, it breaks my brain, but I, I know how, I must, how he must have felt, you know, having all that hurt and how it manifested. And I have compassion for what he went through because I met Jesus. Mm. So, Heinz, there is, no, there is no other way for a broken person to go through life not being healed by God. Yeah. Imagine, I, I, I never met Jesus and I never knew him. And I was I mentioned, I still sin on a daily basis, but I know that God comes and he forgives and he heals mm. again. And that will help me one day being a good father or just being the, the founder of my foundation, Upcycle Essay, is where yeah. through sport, I can be sort of a role model out there for those kids or be just a, 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 a light shining in the darkness, thankful for what Jesus has done for me. So mm. I, I can't imagine the hurt that, that fathers must go through being hurt by their fathers yeah. and, and the, curse, the curse was never broken. Mm. So that's why I'm basically crying just knowing that there is a lot of men out there. And, and I have to be honest with you, I always say that, you know, God chooses your family for you, but you have the privilege of choosing your friends who surround you. Um, and the guys, I, sur the wow. guys I, surra I surround myself with, bodybuilders, twice our size hands. So manliness, <laughs> you don't get more. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But those guys have a heart and a compassion. And when they see someone poor next to the road, it's, it's, it's how they help that person and how I see a tears in their eyes when there is hurts or, 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 or when they, mm. yeah, they, they, they sadness. So, and guys that profoundly proclaim that they love God, you know, that's the best thing that you've ever seen. Mm. Or, or, when, or when I play rugby, these massive blokes in your team and just bowing a knee and saying, you know, God, we love you and thank you for, for the privilege that we have playing this amazing sport. So that's not a sign of manliness. You know, sign of manliness is this massive guy on his knees and saying thank you to the guy that created him, the father for the fatherless, the, the, the Jesus that we, we, we've learned to know, a God of love. And that's the most amazing to see. So once you've experienced that, you just realize, yeah, there's no other way as, as for men and for real men to say that, you know, God does exist and Jesus loves us and yeah, just the compassion I see in these blokes around me. Um, it's, 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 it's the most beautiful thing to see. I love it. Um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, hurt people hurt other people. And if, like you say, if the cycle isn't broken, it can just repeat. I mean, there's a chance that you could have ended up like your dad, hurting another, another woman, hurting your children that you may have. And, but, but God stepped in, you received them, and it changed everything. And that should be a huge encouragement to people. And I know that even in, in this conversation, there might be people listening and going, yeah, but that's your story. Or yeah, but you know, God can never forgive me or God will never change my life. And <laughs> you need to know if you're listening to this, God died for everybody on the cross. He loves you. He has a plan for you. And no matter what your situation is, He can and will do the same for you. The question is if you would come with a humble heart, with a surrendered spirit, 
so that he can do that. And like, like Heinrich did when he was a teenager, and that can happen for any one of us at any time. And our hearts is to see fathers surrender to Jesus and their children to do the same. Because I was, uh, Heinrich, I want to tell you something. I've, recently, my wife and I were asked to, to write a book on marriage. We, we, and, and it's not because we have the perfect marriages. It's just because God has given us a, a mandate. He's given us a platform. And we want to see people do well in marriage. And a big part of understanding marriage is, is about understanding what salvation is. And to know that when I've given my life to Christ, that is who I am. It's not who I used to be. It's not the old man because that old man died. And when I was baptized, that old man stayed behind. Mm -hmm. And now the new man is alive. And with the love of Christ, I now need to love my wife and love my children. And only God's love can do that. Only God's love can forgive. Only God's love can can bring healing and, and help us to walk in that way. So that's very important that that happens. And um, yeah, I can't believe the time is where it is. But I want, I want to ask you, uh, first of all, if you have anything else you'd want to, to tell people, please do so. But after that, if you can um, lead people in a prayer, uh, like an altar call, an online altar call, if you will, uh, mm -hmm. and it's open for anyone. But we are specifically, I would like you to invite the men the fathers, the, the sons, to, to come to Jesus today if they've never done that before. Would you please do that? Um, and any final comments that you feel yeah. you may have? I'm, I'm, it's just that the reason I, I share my story, you know, I always say that if, if it was about me, I wouldn't be doing this, you know, I'll just carry on with my life. And Because the more you share, you know, the more you're open for critique and yeah. all, all other things. But every time God comes and says, Henry, People need to hear your story, and sometimes just share it like on a, like I would say on, on a basic surface, and just sweeten it more or less, and just say you know yeah. I've been through that. But yeah. sometimes I, I need to share like how it was, you know, sleeping in the bush, being hungry, having to 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 beg for food, and not having anything. So how is it that God could save someone like me, you know, a mm. wrecked? I was I was wrecked and because being taken away and then you placed in an orphanage and then your mom passes away and your dad doesn't want you. Mm. There's nothing that hurts as much as that. How is it that God could save and heal me? You know, um, it is possible for any any person that all all I did was I basically challenged God. You know, I said God, you got to excuse me now. But I'm going to challenge you. You know, mm. if you really do exist, I invite you. Come and touch me. <laughs> and yeah. what did God do? He lived <laughs> up to his word. <laughs> and, and it was a split second. Um, and I'm so, so thankful. And I always say is that I'm not perfect, you know. At least I just try every single day just to give God the glory for everything that he's given me mm. and the platform that he's given me. Um, and I want to take you back. When I gave my heart to God, he told me that, um, he has a plan and a vision for me for one day to, to, to have my own foundation. And it took 13 years after God gave me the vision hmm. for it to, to realize, it, or, or, yeah, become a reality. Wow. 13 years. I was in an orphanage room having 
just a few uh, clothes, uh, shirt, pants, and my school clothes and the basics. And that's when God showed me, you know, this is what you're going to do one day. So sometimes you in like your worst possible circumstances ever, just hold on to God's promise. Mm. Hold mm. on to his promise. It will prevail, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, 13 years later at the age of 29, I started a foundation, um, Upcycle Essay, giving sports equipment, as I mentioned, and living through that testimony. And because sport changed my life um, yeah. and gave me a second chance at life. And I really want to help people through sports. And I realized with, with lockdown and COVID, we started handing out food parcels um, to the less fortunate. So it's amazing how God could use someone like me, um, taking from that circumstances, put me in a position to be able to help other people in a less fortunate position. You know, you can basically do it for any person out there because um, I had the least of the least. Sure. Um, and, and look where I am. I'm really blessed. So, yeah, that's my, 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 my just to end up with that motivation. It's no matter your circumstances, no matter what you're going through, always hold on. And, and hope is the only thing that we have, you know. Mm. And, and I pray that, that they would challenge God. You know, as I'm saying that's what I did as a teenager. I went there and I said, God, you've got to come now. I don't know if there's any more hope left. And I challenged him, and that was the best challenge that I <laughs> ever had in life. Um, so even if it's that blunt, Heinz, Mm. I want guys to go out there. Just, I heard this. I'm going to speak about God and Jesus. I've never, never experienced it. So you, so yeah, I am. You know, God, have you taken me? And and that feeling I had, I know that people get that feeling once God touches them. And I'd say it again, it's a feeling I can't describe, but it's a feeling that I wish for every single person on earth. Sure, Amen. Awesome. Will you? Um Will you please do an, an, an online altar call? Are you, are you comfortable with that? Yeah, sure. I'll, All right. I pray for us. Father God, uh, right now I just feel and I know that the Holy Spirit works in mysterious ways, just as it worked for me at the age of 16 as a wreck in my orphanage room, feeling empty, feeling broken. I called out to you, Father God. And I know there is a lot of men and women out there, Father God, listening to this, um, feeling exactly the same way I felt at the age of 16, questioning whether you really do exist, whether you are a God of love, and whether you would keep to your promise that you'll never leave them nor forsake them. Father God, I promise and I pray that you would touch them uh, today, Father God, right there where they are. I would challenge them to call out to you and to say, but God, I, I do kneel down and I give myself to you. Father God, I know that no one is perfect, Father God, but you are a God of love and you're a God of forgiveness. Father God, you, you, you showed that you do not define us by our worst moment in life. You don't want us to define ourselves either by our worst moment, Father God. Mm. It is the past. There's always time for forgiveness, for healing. And I pray that you would give us the power to forgive those who have hurt us yes. and give us the courage to ask for forgiveness there where we have hurt other people, Father God. Yes, Jesus. But right now, I pray that you would come and you would give them that touch, just that, that hope and the love, the unconditional love, a love that is indescribable, Father God. I pray that you will come and you would just break every single curse that was put upon their lives. 
I pray that the Holy Spirit will work through the amazing platform that we have this this uh, today and this afternoon, Father God. I pray that you would work and the Holy Spirit will work. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Amen. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Uh, as a as a last thought, because um, we didn't specifically go there, but I, I know you mentioned in the beginning, you you are working where you are working now. Uh, please tell us a bit more about your 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 new father, if I can put it that way. Yeah, so I'm really blessed. I always long for that earthly father figure. Mm. Um, I was blessed. While I was in the children's home, Dawn Bradnick, she was like a foster mom fetching me on weekends mm. and holidays to spend time with them. And she was okay. married to, to Roger at that time. And it was amazing being part of that family. But I just knew there's, there's something else um, that God wants for me. And at a late stage in my life, you know, after becoming a teacher, I met Peter Fisher um, and uh, a businessman. He was the father of, of the kid I was coaching. Ah, um, okay. and, he, and he learned my story and he just said, wow, um, he just feels that he wants to be that father figure for me. Um, so he basically adopted me, um, he and his wife, Liesl Fisher. Um, so I'm part of their family. I'm so, so blessed to be able to have a father and just to, to feel that love um, and an unconditional love from a father, an mm. earthly father. And just having an example of what it is to be a husband and a father. Um, so it's very difficult times also in the business, you know, <laughs> he's, my, he's my, uh, my mentor in the business, but also my father, he helps me a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just so, so blessed to have him in my life. Um, Amazing. And, and what he means to me, yeah, and just to follow in his footsteps. Um, sure. And then of course, uh, Danny Krista Brits, she was my orphanage mom. It's just I'm basically blessed with, with three mothers and, and an earthly <laughs> father. You know, it was yeah, Dawn awesome. that fetched me on weekends, Tani Krista, Brits. I must say, Heinz, and I want to mention this, she gave me the greatest gift anyone has ever given me. Uh, she believed in me. Mm. Um, wow. Even though, yeah, all the odds were against me. She said, Heinrich, I do believe in you and, and you know, you can make it in life. Sure. And it was the best, it was the best gift I was ever given. It's like, wow. I don't always believe in myself, but but she taught me. Sure. It's so important to believe in yourself. You can't mm -hmm. expect others to believe in your hands if you don't believe in yourself. Yeah. But I, I can't explain that just the words of "I believe in you." You know how much power was in that words. You know, sure. there, there is so much power in words. You know, mm. it can be for the good or for the bad. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that it, it was for the better for me. Um, so I, I, I'm so blessed, and um, I must I must say you you mentioned and I, I had a tear in my eyes. The statistics was a 65 percent, 62 percent, 62 percent. But just the past week, I had the privilege of of going with my my girlfriend um, and her family um, to the Kruger National Park, um, and just seeing the family that that Annika Haman, my my girlfriend, comes from. It's like this, I wouldn't say perfect family, but just having a dad that loves them unconditionally, mm. a hardworking person, just, it, it's, it's, it's quite insane. But I just wish that for every single family on earth, 
you know that's that's what god um, wants for every family on earth it's that that your natural family should actually be the beginning of your spiritual family wow. that's actually how god designed it you know yeah. and the enemy came to destroy that because that's yeah. god's plan so yeah. yeah but thank god for those people um i don't know if you know uh dominic cassie carstens yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah so he he has a started a movement called the world needs a father and one of the one time i listened to him talking yeah. he had this amazing story about a a father and um he's it was nighttime and he has a boy and, and it was it was it was a heavy storm outside and uh, he went to the boy's room just to check if he's okay because the storm was quite loud mm-hmm. and he and the boy was awake and and afraid and so his dad looked into the room and he said to him are you okay and he said i am a little bit afraid and he said and the dad said well don't worry god is with you and the little boy said well right now i need a guard with skin on uh. <laughs> and and that is so beautiful for me and that's what's needed in this world mm-hmm. is is that fathers especially men should you know know that we we represent god to our children and to other people and if we can just be that that voice that says i believe in you call out wow. the golden people wow. speak life yeah. over them remind them who they are and not what the world says or circumstances mm-hmm. says wow. but what god says about them wow. that is where god wants us to be and i thank mm-hmm. god for those men in your life and those mm-hmm. women in your life that mm-hmm. he was speaking through they were they were god with skin on for you wow. yeah. and and <laughs> And I want to encourage everyone that's listening right now. You can be that for other people as well. And don't, mm-hmm. don't, um, don't think that a word spoken of of encouragement falls on deaf deaf ears and doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. if you stand at a toll and you feel God say, "Listen, say to the cashier, you're doing a great job," or mm-hmm. "God loves you," or mm-hmm. "Jesus has a plan for your life." Mm. It may feel like, oof, it's uncomfortable, but it could mm. change that person's life. Mm. It could change mm. their week. It could be the thing that they ask God, listen, God, if you don't speak to me today, mm. then I don't know. And then wow. you are that that moment. Wow. Wow. So we must all remain sensitive to what God is calling us to do. Because if every person in this nation that calls themselves a Christian would re- react when God says, help that person, speak to that one, help this boy, help that girl, our nation will change. I'm convinced of oh, that. Wow, um, wow. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just yes. mention as well, Anz, if you don't mind, it's it's so amazing. Um, you were speaking of of this family man and the father figure, um, the newly crowned Mr. South Africa, Hannes van der Waals. It's 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 what he stands for. You know, he's a married guy. Wow. Um, and the amazing father that he is for his family. So I just pray that the Mr. South Af- Africa platform will just grow from strength to strength. Mm. You know. Uh, producing these great guys, being solid role models, but knowing where their strength comes from. Um, so that's so great to see. And, and to must say that the, the new contestants for the 2021, 20, 22 year, a lot of them are just, wow, men of God, you know, and I just see their profiles and, and what they stand for. And that's what this country needs. And this is what the world needs. Amen. So kudos to the Mr. South Africa platform and, and just uh, having this amazing platform for, for men to bring change. Awesome. Listen, one more thing before we end off. How can people support your your charity or your your, your thing upscale? Where can they uh, go? Yeah, yeah, How yeah. can they be a part of it? 
Up, upcycle is a yes. Upcycle, sorry. Upcycle, yes. <laughs> upcycle, it, my, my apologies. It, it, it comes from where, you know, you take someone from a less fortunate position, uh, helping yeah. them rise above their circumstances, and one yeah. day they will uh, be able to complete the, the cycle and help someone else again, you know. Um, uh, almost like pay it so forward. Yeah. Pay it forward, yes. That's so my, great. Myself uh, and Dieter Vught, um, and we have amazing um, uh, uh, board members as well, and Liesl Fischer, my adoptive mom, is part of it as well. So, so basically, what I I try to do is I, I go to fortunate schools or fortunate communities, and where they don't use their sports equipment anymore, and willing to donate it uh, to less fortunate. I go there and share my story of how sport has changed my life and how um, it gave me a second chance, and that I really want to help someone else that also wants to use sports um, to change um, their lives and to help make the world a better place. And awesome. so then they would donate, they would donate their equipment and I would basically have a, a motivational speech there and I would take that to a less fortunate community. Um, mm. So it's second-hand goods or new goods that they didn't use anymore, a soccer ball, a cricket bat, uh, a lot of people have that lying around in the house. Yeah. And to someone else that doesn't have anything, that's worth gold. Wow. I go to them and I just share that I, I, I would want them to use that to uplift themselves and, and just to, to stay out of trouble or... Um, keep them busy in a positive manner and play sports and be healthy and active. Um, so, so there is a Facebook page uh, and on Instagram, Upcycle Essay. Mm. And then, yeah, and then they, we also, I must say, we have a, and thanks to, to, to Jasper Basson, he's an accountant, um, and he helps us get our um, public uh, benefits organization papers from SARS so people can donate money. Um, so we do try... Uh, um, and help people with food parcels as well um, during these difficult times. Because I always say that you can't play sport on an empty stomach, you know. Um, it's one thing giving them the equipment, but they are hungry. and uh, So I try my best to, to go out there and help where I can as well. Um, so on, on the Facebook page, you know, they can get in touch um, and where people is, are willing to um, donate if it's monetary, that will be amazing. And if it's sports equipment, even more of a blessing. Wow, that's awesome, bro. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to end off with a prayer for you and everyone listening, and uh, then we're going to greet you. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this time. I thank you for the technology we can use to, to spread this uh, interview and this amazing story. Lord, I thank you for the life of, of Heinrich and for what you have done in his life and how you have blessed him and given him a platform and lord even though we acknowledge that the past is hectic and rough and terrible to see how you have come and turned that around and what the enemy meant for evil you have just completely come and revamped and brought him to his original design and and now he's helping and changing other people's lives and we thank you so much for that and thank you for his story thank you for his encouragement i pray lord that his his story will fall on good soil today and that it will touch lives and change lives for your kingdom. And I thank you, Lord, that you will bless their um, organization, that it will reach and help many, many people and uh, help us, Lord, to help them as well to do what they need to do. 
And, uh, and just as a last prayer, I want to pray for everyone listening right now, for every man, woman, marriage, child, family. We just pray your blessing upon them. We pray that people will turn their hearts to you completely, fully surrendered to you, live lives committed to Jesus, that every marriage will be honoring you uh, as the most important third party in that marriage, and that every family will love you with everything that they are. Lord, um, yeah, I thank you for that, and I thank you that you will help us to build a healthy nation that is founded on you. In Jesus' name, we pray that. Amen and amen. So amen. good. Heinrich, thank you so much. Bye, Danke. I uh, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, I want to encourage people to please go and follow him. All his handles, from what I could see, is at Gabler Heinrich. Uh, so mm -hmm. go check it out. Follow him on Facebook and Instagram. And make sure you also go and follow their organization called Upcycle. And uh, let's help make a difference in those children's lives. Heinrich, I'm going to just... Uh, take you off here. I'm going to chat to you when, once we're done with this. So just hang hang in there. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today for Love Unlocks live sessions. We really appreciate it. Uh, people from all over came on board. It was amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please help to spread the word, spread this testimony and this interview so that we can help more people come to Jesus. That's the whole point of this. So thank you. And if you want to partner with our ministry, uh, Love Key Church, you can do so with the details in this post. We hope to see you next month for another episode of this. And you can also join us for church online this Sunday on these same platforms. Thank you so much. And remember, God loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And, uh, but you need to step into relationship with Him for that to happen. God bless you. And uh, we'll chat to you guys soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you.